Today's lesson is from Isaiah chapter 9. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Stand as you're able this morning for the reading of the gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. People of God, will you pray with me this morning? Shine your light into our hearts, Lord Christ, and come. Come by your spirit and lift us up from the anguish and woes of our daily walk. Come by your word and guide us by the light of your goodness and your mercy and your love. Come in the people that you have knit together as your holy ones, that in all things we may give thanks each and every day of our life for these and all the good gifts that you have given your people. Bless us with these and all the things of our hearts, which we in turn lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Someone's coming who will make it all better. That's the plea of a child, tears streaming down their face as they grab at their kneecap, freshly skinned on the gravel as the tires of their bicycle rapidly spin in the background. Someone is coming who will make it all better. That's the feeling of relief 
which comes to a young woman strapped to her driver's seat, pinned in her vehicle as a bystander, rushes over to say that medics are on the way. Someone is coming who will make it all better. That's the lone desire for a young man who is at his wit's end, struggling to find anyone who will give him a second chance despite his checkered past. Someone is coming who will make it all better. That's the broken promise felt by more families than we can count who have had to bury loved ones, children, lost too young due to to violence and war and disease and prejudice. We live in a world where such pain and fear and brokenness has taken deep roots in the lives of our neighbors, where the same word can bring comfort to some and justified outrage to another. It's a way of living that is in deep need of healing. For someone to come and right the wrongs of all of our sinful decisions, to to mend the wounds of our bodies, souls, and our relationships, to hear our cries that are too deep for words, and to establish justice and peace throughout the world. Someone is coming who will make it all better. We hear this reading from Isaiah this morning, and, and right, Isaiah is one of the largest books of the Bible, 66 chapters filled with prophecies, and Isaiah's prophecies are all over the place. Some of them are accusatory against Israel's fair-weather faithfulness and condemning of their predisposition toward selfish entitlement, chastising them for ignoring the plight of the poor, the defenseless, and the most vulnerable among them. Other prophecies celebrate the faithful remnant and encourage the pursuit of justice and mercy, and others still underscore the importance of endurance in the faith, despite adversity or turmoil or difficulty. This prophecy that we hear from this morning is one of the more positive ones. God, through the prophet, promises to wipe away gloom for those who are in anguish, to illuminate the way for those who have stumbled around in the darkness, to increase joy by removing their burdens, overthrowing their oppressors, and destroying the instruments of war, ushering in an era of prosperity and peace and opportunity like none have ever seen before. God promises that someone is coming who will indeed make it all better. This someone was thought to be a great and mighty king, one who would assume the throne of David and surpass even his mighty reputation. A ruler so wise, so experienced, so powerful that even the foreign nations of the earth would bow and pledge their allegiance to God's anointed monarch. And yet what Isaiah foretells is not of a wise old sage or a square-jawed war vet. 
what Isaiah promises is a child. As Christians, we celebrate that this is no mere child. It is the light of the world. God's creative goodness enfleshed and dwelling among us as our ruler, our judge, and our salvation. It is Jesus, but for a people, for a people suffering exile and anxiety and want, it doesn't seem that a child would be our first choice for a savior. But think about what a child offers that a grizzled old goat lacks. Bottled in the life of a child is the potential for anything to happen, regardless of how unsuspecting. Bottled in the life of a child is the energy to keep going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny, even when everything around you screams, stop. Bottled in the life of a child is the necessary disposition towards spontaneity, creativity, unbridled joy at the simplest of things, and an appreciation for the wonder and irrationality of mystery. All good, necessary gifts from God which overcome the darkness of our days, shining light for all the world to see. The youthful optimism of a child is a wonderful gift, a gift sometimes I think we who are older keep shoved away in pursuit of other things. Yet what new life might we receive if we stop for a moment and think on how God has given us the gift of his own child, that by the Spirit we might participate in the vibrant life and light of Jesus, the risen Lord. The world may seem dark and bleak, especially as the nights grow longer and the days grow colder. But notice the promises prophesied for God's people and how they all have immediate consequence. Jesus shines his light into the places we experience darkness here and now, not content with waiting on the end of the age to ease creation's suffering and pain. The gloom of chronic depression, the, the restlessness of our minds as they swirl and spiral in self-doubt and shame and grief. The burning in our hearts that rages against the machine which keeps children from being fed, which protects killers from justice and leaves families and communities ever more fearful of one another in the wake of violence and turmoil. This child comes to shine light into all of those places and to bring healing and peace to them here and now. And with so much brokenness in the world, why do so many around us seem to focus on things of little or consequence? Right. Our newsfeed has been filled for weeks about the high levels of panic stirred up over 
our global supply chain, leaving people fearful that the must-have goods won't be available for purchase this holiday season. Right, we've been hearing about this for a month. And yet around us, we focus on these and other things. Our priorities are skewed and selfish. All the while, children cry out in hunger pains. Women remain battered and abused. Men suffer anguish in silence. And across the globe and in our own backyards, people celebrate that violence, power, and death rule the day. There are so many other things to worry about as so many writhe in misery and pain, and yet someone is coming who will make it all better. We call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We call him Jesus. And he has established his authority of mercy and forgiveness that our lives might be turned around and that we might know the joy of serving Christ our King with our every breath and our every step. Someone is coming who will make it all better. And even so, Christ Jesus is already here present among us, ruling over our broken world with tenderness and mercy and justice and love. Our King has come. Let us follow him into the world to heal its hurts, to mend its wounds, and to share God's peace with a war-torn world, shining the Spirit's light in the deepest, darkest depths of creation's needless suffering. God has put us here, that through us, God might make it all better. Amen.